on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Wrath is coming. Wrath is coming. Congrats to AIE Swotor for Total Galactic War. <laughs> ESO is undaunted. So long, Andor Legendary Server, and thanks for all the hobbits. And we are doing a host AMA with questions submitted by you. You, you, that one right there. You, right there? Yeah, you. <laughs> all that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 392 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa S gaming community. The die has been podcast. I am Makala. To my left, downstairs, and over a little bit is Tetsemi. Um. I have island spreadsheets. Excellent. And to our left, two states over, and I think slightly to the south, I'm not sure, is Mucow. Greetings, Yildiz. I hope you're doing well in your islands. All right. And this week, we have a very special AMA episode. Ask us anything. Ask Almost. me anything. I guess it'd be AUA. Ask us anything. Eh. Wow. Ask us almost oh. anything. <laughs> there we go. A A U A. Yes, A A U A episode. There Ask us go. almost no A A whatever. Um, letters are hard. <laughs> letters yes. are hard. Good thing I don't write things for a living. Anyway, welcome, folks. Welcome, chat room. Welcome, my beloved co-host. Hello, hello, hello. All right, A U A A. Thank you very much. Awa, <laughs> All right, all. Silliness aside, um, you, how are you doing? What have you been up to this week? This week? Oh, well, we just got back from doing this thing where you go outside. Side. Outside is yeah. where the heat is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is it wasn't quite hot today. It was, it was like, you know, a high of 90. It wasn't 100% humidity. Um, was it only 90? Yeah, only 90. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird to actually be like a 90 or below for once in a long time. So, you know, but uh, yeah, went outside, breathed that, you know, horrible fresh air that I'm sure I'll be coughing up later. I'm sure because uh, the trees are trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they do. Because, um, yeah, I'm uh, apparently allergic to cedar pollen. And guess where I live in a place of cedar trees. Yeah. Maybe you should uh, move somewhere where there's no cedar trees. Maybe. Like Cedar Rapids? <laughs> but uh but yeah no uh, the, we actually yeah as the kids call it we touched grass um and uh, walked around for a bit uh kiddo splashed in the water um before that uh curiously enough lots of minecrafting um because the kiddo's really into that um like I, I think i mentioned last time we had the realm server yep um and it's, you know, with him, it's pretty much, you know, wakes up at 2 a.m. Uh, to go to the bathroom, but immediately has continues a conversation about Minecraft. It's right. just <laughs> as, yeah. as a, yeah, it's, that's just that's just how things are. Um, and yeah, and he's, uh, you know, of course, has the YouTubes and uh, it's like, oh, I want I want to play that mod. That mod looks cool. I want to play that mod. That lo mod looks cool. <laughs> well, most of the mods you're seeing are on Java private servers. But yep. <laughs> yeah. 
We did find one that was realm compatible, which was uh, Mob Morph, because hmm. he's been talking about this all for ages. He wants to be the the NPCs, right? So, right. so yeah, so that they give you a little wand and you can run around and you zap stuff and then you become that thing and you get to run around and be that thing. So fun, yeah. So just little things like that, and you know, he's uh he's going to this place um that it's like it's a coding camp kind of thing that he goes mm-hmm. to every week and so then they do a bit of you know talking about minecraft and how all that works and so it's just kind of you know that that's you know he's, he's just really into all that stuff so that's good spending lots Start of time there yep pretty much yeah he's um he, there's this other ipad game he has called code spark mm-hmm. and i you know i i, I watch him over his shoulder and like they are literally teaching him how to code, he just doesn't know it. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. like he's creating full game levels with this thing that with little characters and mazes and like he's doing, you know, uh, like a kind of platformer 2D things. He's doing like little top over maps. He's doing interactive plays. And like you can see it, like you're dropping little code things in the characters for them to react to. Oh. So if this thing happens, then do that. Right. Do this thing. Loop five times loop infinity do this do that if if you touch this become this like it's they're they're literally learning how to code and they don't realize it because it's all very simple it's and, all very object oriented yeah yes some yeah so that's 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 our lives now um uh, but uh when i'm not doing that stuff i have been playing a little bit of uh guild wars 2 it's kind of weird how big that suddenly get i mean i know the steam thing helped but even before the steam thing happened which we'll i think we'll talk about later uh, or if we didn't talk about it last week but um the steam launch definitely brought some new blood in and of right. course gave you the base game for free which is a big deal mm-hmm. um right but uh but yeah it's just it's had a resurgence which is interesting and, and like i don't know what even uh, possessed me to jump in there a couple months ago but yeah it's it's been interesting to play with um, and, uh, then, uh, a bit of, uh, there's a new game out called Saints Row. It's a reboot basically. Right. And, and that's been fun to play. I didn't get, you know, a ton of time off of it, but it, it very well gets the San Diego slash Phoenix vibe, which if you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. you've been between the two areas, like it's, it is a good mashup of both. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, cause it's not just the flatness and then the bowl of, of Phoenix, like it actually has like the San Diego Hills off in one side. It's got the dunes over there. And cool. So it just, it just feels like it's, it's very Southwest. <laughs> so, cool. so um, you get to run around that and do saints Rowish things, which are, you know, it's kind of like GTA, but sillier, um, which is honestly more fun because GTA is just a little too serious for me. But, right. uh, but uh, you know, it's as silly as jumping on a, a plane as it, flies by and hijacking it right, is right. in GTA. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I, I like the silliness of Saints Row and just, um, I, <clears throat> I've been, uh, also trying to peek into wow a little bit, just a little to see what they're up to in there. Uh, it will probably, t- I think we're talking about what, uh, wrath is doing to draw some people in, mm-hmm. uh, later, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just keeping an eye on things. It looks promising hearing good things from what they're doing with Dragonflight. And uh, that's probably about it, you know, in the usual Final Fantasy 14 and, you know, spending way too much time in, in, in the island sanctuary. But I'll talk about that a little later. 
All right, Ted, and what have you been up to in and out of game besides the eight-hour change you had to deal with today at work? Oh yeah, I got up. Uh, I got up at mute time and did it. Did it change? Um, what have I been up to? Uh, brain? <laughs> what have no? Um, so well. I know. <laughs> Hello, brain. Mm-hmm. Um, God. Uh, mostly island. Honestly, it, that's about as much focus as. I've had um, time for, I have my island to level nine. So I have all the, I have the three, I have three workshops upgraded to level three. The two granaries level three. I have a variety of eight. I think I have 18 animals in my pasture. I've expanded the um, cropland. So those are all now being taken care of by the uh, mammoths. Um, so I'm pulling in a lot more. Oh, and then I set up my um, workshop schedule uh, to, you know, to make everything. Um, and so I've got like a two week rotation that there's, you know, if you grab any spreadsheet, they're like, here's the, uh, you know, dead, dead, simple rotation that doesn't require anything special. So I'm just harvesting all the special stuff out of my pasture for now and storing it. Um, and I'll, get to making stuff later when I, when I have time to understand the game. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I am getting frustrated by the grand Buffalo because when I get to the Island and it's actually cloudy, um, I have wasted 12 nets on him. One point I had a five streak of you tried to capture him, but he didn't notice like, Great. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Which no, because then you get another chance. That's a good thing. That's okay. the, that's the you tried, try again. As opposed yeah. to the yeah, you tried and like the black dodo the first day one was like, it noticed you and ran away. I was like, Seriously? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. So I have I have some of I have one of the rares, one of the the uniques um mm-hmm. captured. And uh, some of the the rares now that I've opened up the large um, nets, and so I'm just having fun popping in, getting the calories from the the little vendor that says, "Here's what your workshop produced," um, mm. and then going and making sure that I have enough food stocked up, made from the stuff that's coming out of the farm, um, and then go look for rares and stuff like that. So, um, just having having a lot of fun. With that, um, playing, f- what is it? Farthest, or f- what? There's a new, like, um, City Skyline Survival, Farthest Frontier, that's what it's called. Um, and it's it's a lot like Banished was, but a better version of Banished. And um, it gets deep real quick as far as like how many buildings that produce what and management stuff where it's like, okay, I would need spreadsheets just to, to manage everything. And I'm not at that level of paying attention to it yet. So I just, you know, <laughs> make what I can and survive. So I'm having fun with that. Um, and then I've been doing the, I finished all the deliveries so all my I've uh, up through Ameliants, I've done all the all the deliveries. So that's all taken care of. 
Um, I have all of Shadowbringers tribal quests maxed, so those are done. Um, no, wait, we're in Endwalker, right? Okay, I have all of Endwalker done. Tomorrow I will have the dwarves done from Shadowwalker, and that'll finish that. And I'm about two-thirds of the way through the what's the one before Shadowwalkers? Not Heaven's Ward, Stormblood. The um the underwater people. Say, the underwater yeah. but, but Yeah, <laughs> the, I the the um the the nog not naga i forget what they're called but the the snake hybrids that are on the um center bridge in oh yeah um and i forget what they're I, called I, I do too there but i know who you're talking about yeah it's it's the they they've taken over the old imperial bridge right. and are yeah i'm working are, on that know, one and then i'm working on the blue cogen um, one that's that's in the ocean. Blue um, Ninja Turtles. Yep, exactly. So I'm working on those, and I think I've got those both up to level six, which is honored, trusted, so almost ready to take over. And then I have to go look and see what I have left uh, to do in the because I never did these really for the first two um, expansions. So there's probably a lot of bad tech i have to catch up on right right um the good news is yeah i got my dancer and uh, i got my dancer to 90 doing the um a darker sora the elephant hippo rider people um so that's done i've got my goldsmith almost to 90 just doing stuff and getting extra experience from from doing the dwarves and the um I can't remember where the Viera come from. Um, oh, no, that was the... mining. Sorry, never mind. That was mining. Yes, yeah, that's the gathering people. That's the gathering people. Of. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the next, uh, the next one to come out, which should be a creation one in six. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be gathering out, and you talk about the you one think... that's out in out in space. Yeah, is it going to be gathering? It could, I mean, honestly, it could be gathering or crafting. Okay. Or they're just gathering as well. Yeah, which is a bummer because I have all three of my gathering maxed. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I did that almost immediately. It seemed like Omnicrons. Yeah, yeah, Omnicron. Spoilers. Yeah, um. So yeah, just just kind of uh, kind of dabbling, and then, um, mainly having to deal with a lot of, uh, real life stuff, um. Good news. Um, the Hordling um, is now becoming a baker. Oh. So I'm sorry if I'm stealing your thunder, yeah. McCullough. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, no. Yeah, they yeah. have they have a job at um, a grocery store. Yep. Yeah, oh, that. Oh, bakery. yeah. And then, um, unfortunately, um, Celine, our 12-year-old puppy, uh, she was having trouble we took her in for a, a normal checkup and to get her teeth clean they ran her blood work and said she's anemic found a mass on her what they thought was her spleen turned out it was on her liver we had surgery to remove that and she just never quite 
recovered from the the surgery. So she, yeah, unfortunately, she had to cross the the rainbow bridge uh, a couple days ago. So that's a uh, little sad right now. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of, but we've we've been snuggling the two ones right here, black cats, and uh, loving on them. So. Yeah, I was expecting a forty-point uh, PowerPoint presentation with Celine Dion music. So. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, that, I mean, I guess that would work too. But actually, it was, but it was um, something with an S, not a C. Yes, I know, but you know. But yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I guess my heart will go on. I mean, exactly. clearly, but you know, you're right. That would have been a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say Sarah McLachlan, but that might be too sad. No, no. Actually, Sarah McLachlan's a little more my speed, though. Yeah. Okay. Definitely yes, but but that that commercial, yeah. Oh, I know, I know, I'm aware. But speaking of uh, speaking of happier times, how have the dice rolled, Force Ghost? Oh, fuck! Right? Uh, pardon my language. Um, pardon Just language. A tag now. Hang on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> language. Language. Well, someone to address <laughs> the fact that Tet just said language. Um, yeah, good times. Okay, so our Star Wars game. Um, it seems that when we do stuff that's off the clock for the Republic, that's when we get into really big trouble. Um, so we've been, we had a lead that there was some really information, interesting information out um, at a Jedi temple in Jeddah. So good times. Mm-hmm. Um. So we, you know, went there, had to deal with these forest ghosts. We finally got, and we got through, you know, these trials where we had to deal with our own great worst moments. And then we got to the really intense part of things. <laughs> so we, um, and the interesting thing about this, this particular temple is you kept kind of seeing glimpses of the past and there was an acolyte that had turned to the dark side and they had gotten to the temple and basically they had killed everybody. And the last scene you see of you know, the flashback stuff is her basically going to her master saying, you know, you should have just killed me instead of trying to get me to do the, you know, get me through these trials. Because by the way, I found out that um, I'm your kid and you know, all this stuff. So good times. And then she did a, um, use the dark side in a way that turned her master into this horrible obsidian golem. That's not good. And that, and that is, and basically corrupted the entire temple. Um, so that's what we were dealing with today. We were dealing with a four hour battle. Wow. With this obsidian golem. And, you know, it has, you know, it has major armor, major soak. The lightsaber didn't work against it. Um, our blasters and rifles weren't working as well against it. It just had all this protection. But around this room are crystals. Mm-hmm. So somebody had the idea of, let's shoot at the crystal. <laughs> and that really pissed off the obsidian golem. Yeah, I can see And then that. when you take a crystal down, a force ghost emerges. Oh. Which you also have to fight. Um, now, the great thing with a force ghost is they don't hurt you. They just drain your life force. Mm. That would hurt. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So in with the Star Wars um, role playing game, you have two things. You have damage. You have um, wounds, basically, but you also have strain. Hmm. And if you get down, you know, basically wounds hurt your body and strain knocks you out. Right. So we were dealing with both effects. And, of course, a subsidian gone because it was so huge. Like, if it got certain rolls, it could cause damage to the entire room, which would damage all of us. So, yeah, it was a four-hour battle. <laughs> um... We did get it down. We had two people who got, got knocked out due to strain. We had my character, who is the medic. Um, basically, I... And it really didn't like the Force users. It went after the Force users. Um, not one of them, because she wasn't showing any Force things at all. But, you know, the the uh, big, gigantic, uh, you know, Mary Ellen with her lightsaber... That upset him, and then you know the smaller, petite human force user who was you know using the force to heal people, and also striking down crystals and taking out the ghost. Yeah, that upset him. So my character got knocked about. I at one point was at negative two because it grabbed me, threw me against a wall. Someone came over, got me back up. And then the golem proceeded to have a tender tantrum, and I got like a negative ten. Ooh, good times, good times. Um, we did finally get the battle. We basically cracked the last crystal or destroyed the last crystal, which caused a chain reaction, and was able to completely weaken him. So we just it was a one shot to take him down. Um, and the last crystal dissipated all the force ghosts, which was great. I don't know if it really did or not, but we were really hurting, so. It, it is what ended up happening. Um, <laughs> and so we were able to get from this temple a, a new lightsaber ability, um, basically a new technique. And I don't know what it is. We don't know what it is yet, but I'm really hoping it's the ability to use your agility. Because with Star, the Star Wars role-playing game, your default ability to use a lightsaber is brawn. Right. Well, much like real life, brawn is almost always my dump stat in a game. Because... It's the least interesting thing to me in the world. Um, but my agility is maxed. Um, so we get that. We got all types of interesting um, add-ons that could be um, added to lightsabers. Because basically, we're here to make our lightsabers. Right. Um, we also got um, a really nice set of tools to make lightsabers. So that'll help, help with the ability. Um, and we also opened up three different three new force talents. Nice. Including psychometry, uh, which is definitely the one I'm going to take because my character is more of the passive side of the force. Very cool. That was, that was, that, that, that was, that was our evening in the uh, lovely, lovely corrupted Jedi temple. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the, the force ghost, of, once we defeated it, the spirit of the poor master came out of the uh, obsidian golem and he's actually giving us a lot of interesting information. <laughs> So you should have saved you one of those so. crystals with the force ghost for your lightsaber. <laughs> no, they were no, they were huge crystals. They were like gigantic crystals. Kybers, yeah. Um, also, it's corrupted. 
I have enough conflict as it is being a former Imperial. All right. Uh, all right. Fine. All right. So clearly, he just wants a lightsaber that talks to him. That's what he's wanting. That's right. Right. Probably. Um. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a, that's, that, that was Star Wars. Wait. That would be wrath. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that that is what happened in uh, the w- wonderful galaxy far, far away. Awesome. A long time ago. All right. Well, that's what we've been up to. So we're going to be digging into your questions shortly. But uh, what do you think? Say we do the news, guys. AIE News. We have congratulations for the new AIE Community Officer An- Anira. A-N-N-I-R-A, who is currently rating with HFO Let's Go Skating right now. So, congrats. So, uh, congratulations. And condolences. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, but is, is our latest AIE community officer. And mandatory fun nights, where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. Uh, WoW Classic, 2 p.m. Eastern on Sundays. Also on Sundays, STO at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, which would be right now. Say hi to Greebog and Nicodos for us. On Mondays, Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesdays, SOTOR, 9 p.m. Eastern. Thursdays, Final Fantasy XIV Sprout Raid at 10 p.m. Eastern. Friday, ESO, 9 p.m. Eastern is usually Dungeons and More Nights or whatever they can find to get into trouble. Follow Kenny off a cliff. Final Fantasy XIV, Mount Farming, usually starting around 8 p.m. Eastern uh, or later. Saturday, Lord of the Rings Online, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Final Fantasy XIV, Map Night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And New Braid in WoW at 11 p.m. Eastern. And in streaming and guild podcast news, we will start with Behind the Games, uh, who did an episode called 10 Plus Cool Studios from PAX West 2022. It is a YouTube link, so you'll want to grab that in the show notes. Max, a.k.a. Jeff, was out at PAX West 2022 and met some really cool creators and studios. Seema and Max walked through a sample of 10 Plus uh, smaller game studios and creators that caught Max's eye. Um, also, uh, let Max and Seema know if you want a more detailed video of any of the studios they talk about. Stay connected by subscribing on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed so you don't miss the next interview. So enjoy that. It is a really good podcast. It absolutely is. Yes. Very enjoyable. And over in Svotor Escape Podcast 438, Ashley Rule interview notes. Uh, they got a chance to interview Ashley Rule, the new narrative director for Swartwardy, or her views on the narrative design and what it means for everyone playing. Awesome. All right. And in Board and Swords 202, one D&D, Embracer or owns Lord of the Rings, and more Gen Con talk. Uh, they're back in the studio. Time to get started on the next 200 episodes. Chris did a lot of Gen Con talk recently, but what, but what all did he actually do there? <laughs> What Embracer Group owns a lot of stuff suddenly. Like they now yep. own uh, Tomb Raider, and mm-hmm. I think is it Hitman on that list too? I like, think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been busy. And also, one D and D. There's a lot of really interesting new tools coming out, and new things are doing with D and D. So that's another fun one. Definitely need to take a listen. Yep. 
All right. And in Dr. Gameology Season 2, Episode 35, quitting games can be a good thing. Quitting games can be a difficult decision. Dr. Gameology and the D- Gaming Persona cast review games they have had to step away from. This difficult decision comes accomplished by research and player experiences from the entire group. There's a thoughtful discussion that aims at uh, bringing game habits into real-life context. It helps emphasize the value of knowing your in-game goals and using playtime as a way to help you move forward to your best self. Uh, And Working Class News, Episode 166, Execute Order 166, of course. Uh, Marcus is joined by their official third host, um, Atrax, um, from from GreenBot Videos. They chat about all the new games coming in 2022 and 2023. Nick will be back next week as he is playing paintball in Chicago. Um, Afrax can be found at Twitch uh, TV um, A dot Atrax A T R A X or I'm sorry A space Atrax. Excuse me. And um, Greenbot Videos at Gmail dot com. Show uh, links to all of these shows, of course, are in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And in Nomads news, we got a lot of Nomads news. New World, quiet, but an uptick with half a dozen players this week as there have been some updates and progress on the game with some game reworkings that look interesting. Lost Ark, we have consolidated the servers and uh, go follow that along in the Lost Ark channel to find out what's going on. D&D, we still have a few games running and the channels are fun and active. Please make sure you pop in there and... Uh, they're always, you know, uh, when they go to start a new game, looking for players and things like that. So, And in Diablo 3, we are a couple weeks into Season 27 for Diablo 3. There are a few of us that regularly run as a group many nights of the week. If you'd like to join us or need help with some of the conquests this season, want to tune power level, or just want to join in the fun, please pop into the Diablo channel. And in Nomad server news, Nazarai is running a private server and has offered to stand up some of the uh, fun games that they cycle through. Uh, currently running Empyreon, Ark, and could do Rust and Valheim. And board games, uh, this Thursday will be the next board game night. Uh, all you need is a web browser to play. So come on in and join the fun at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's Thursday, and that's in the board game no, section. 7.30 p.m. Central. Oh, Central. Yes, yep. Central. Next time. Um, Dual Universe is set to launch on September 27th, and AIU will be there from the beginning. Uh, Join them to be part of the building civilization that will tame a solar system. Will you be the first to discover an unknown asteroid full of valuable materials? Maybe you'll be the first to see the scenic late side view of a distant planet. Uh, Will you captain a battlecruiser or your own humble hauler? If the only limitation is what you can create is your imagination, will you let your imagination limit you? Join Katavari in Dual Universe channel in Discord and discuss all of your game aspirations and his call out to you. Awesome. All right. And in WoW retail news, Alliance Raid, Alliance Raid Team Hell Froze Over, HFO, defeated the Jailer, the last boss needed for their faded raid achievement, um, awarding Jinglesworth Senior, a.k.a. Jellycat. Jinglesworth. No. Thank you. Um, Jelly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, if you want to take a look in the show, no- show notes, there is Gusty um, rocking some really awesome, super pointy shoulders. Um, lots of folks in retail WoW have been visiting Classic to relive or unlive the original uh, Death Knight starting quest. 
It's a great piece of storytelling. And there's a sweet mount reward there, too. Wrath drops on September 26th, so don't wait. And speaking of Wrath dropping on September 26th, in WoW Classic News, the pre-patch is up already with DK available, available, which, of course, as we all, most of us remember, starts at level 55. Level XP crunch and XP boost, so it's a great time to level a new character. If you do the starting zone for uh, the DK, you get a Drake mount in retail. They've decided on a name for the uh, hashtag 10 for Wrath raid team. It's um, Aquila's Wrath. And uh, Mew says he can do the DK starting zone blindfolded. We're going to hold him to that and stream that later. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. It's, it felt like because because that was the first time they gave you a fast way to get to the end game. Right. You know, across multiple servers. And at the time, I was doing things with this guild called AIE. Part of and them. Also, yeah. And, and uh, just trying to get to where all my friends were scattered across everywhere. So, uh, yeah, that was just a fun thing to do. Um, and, yeah, it, just, it felt like I just could just basically blindly run through that area and be done and, and knew the fastest way to do this and that and, you know, how to optimize to use the, the undead uh, dragon mount to get to certain spots. And, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a time. Yeah. All right. And in SOTOR news, the guild recently won yet another Total Galactic War. That means anyone logging into the black hole... This week, we'll see our guild name flash before their eyes as the Conquerors. And we got a new title for it as well. It's legacy-bound title, Conquerors of the Black Hole. 7.1.1 is coming up soon and will contain some balance changes. Some early thoughts from the devs have been posted about what they're planning to do. Buffing healers is the best part, according to Seema. Uh, also, nice. when 7.1.1 drops, uh, you will no longer be able to get the reputation drops for Season 2 to turn in to finish that reputation grind. So if you have it sitting in your bank, turn it in. If you haven't grounded out and don't like unfinished reputations, go grind it out and get the reputation turn-ins for that. Uh, season three is also coming soon. And that's why the um, reputation for season two will, will stop. Uh, please join us in discord for any questions you might have, or if you want to join an operations team and Tuesday nights for MFN. And in final fantasy 14 news, we don't have anything concrete, but just some quick discussion about, of course, we we briefly touched on Island Sanctuary, of course, what everyone is for some reason grinding through. It's which is kind <laughs> of silly to me, yeah, because it's not not designed for grind. It's no, no one's in a hurry to do anything. There's no player power behind anything. It, there's just some cool stuff to find as you you know very calmly go through the island, yep. or you know apparently stay up twenty four hours straight grinding through for some strange reason because yeah. you know that's just how you want to play it because it's your game you play it how you want to just you know just remember you don't have to um and but uh, and you know uh, there's the the new uh savage raid content has started the world first has already come and gone um I, I am seeing a lot of people getting burnt out though so i do want to remind everyone that you know this is a a game yep. we are here to have fun we're here right. to have fun with friends that includes your static raid teams. So yep. you know, keep that in mind when you're uh, grinding through that, you know, you, we're not all world first raiders. You know, there's not a hurry. Uh, this this content's not going anywhere. will not go anywhere. So enjoy yourselves in there. And, um, and it's, also, it's as, as Yoshi P says, the game's designed to be played and walked away from. Walk yes. away. 
<laughs> go play another yeah. game. I mean, honestly, I, uh, you know, that's that's what I've been doing. I'm bouncing between, I finished Zareth Mortis and WoW, bounced over, you know, finished uh, what I was doing with the uh, gearing in SOTOR, went and worked on my island in Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'll go back and do crafting in ESO. So just yeah. have fun. Yeah, and, and you know, there's you know, there's of course there's new new gear to get. Maybe that everyone's just eager to get that new gear, or but uh, there's you know there's plenty to do. It's, it's literally not going anywhere. The you know Yoshi P says he's got at least another ten years in him to 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 do here. So you know we're we're not in a hurry. Um, there is some cool stuff on the island. I I myself also got to level nine uh, recently. Um, I, I did uh, like what the level nine uh, landmark was because that's I'm definitely a big fan of that kind of structure mm-hmm. um and was surprised to get the first uh outfit gift i was i thought we had to buy them all but uh yeah oh, uh, you got something i didn't i think nice well it was it was uh, i got a message from someone and uh, oh, uh, from uh the courier? Short... yeah mm, i haven't done that yet so i wonder what i missed hmm. oh, oh well it'll come i i don't know yeah eventually yeah. Maybe it was from the structure I built. I don't know, but they said, uh, you know, the 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 cat bot said, "Hey, I like what you've done with the place. You're, you know, you're officially, you know, the the little build your perfect hideaway thing went away." And oh. I got the quest from him. Okay. Corsair says yeah, there's and, a little mini quest that starts at rank nine, which I'm at. Yeah. But hmm. sure, interesting. Maybe you haven't stumbled on it yet. Yep, I may just not have explored enough. We'll see. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, like I said, just you know, it's just no hurry. Everyone's going to get the same content, and I've I've seen a lot of cool stuff uh, that people have bought because you know some people have grounded out and they're all level ten now, and you have been able to to min max and, and get that cool stuff. So they're running around on that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been a lot of fun. And and uh, I mean, what, what, oh, um, uh, don't forget to do the rising. That's the the uh, the current um, uh, holiday event for Final Fantasy fourteen. It's the yearly thank you for letting us keep doing this game from the devs. Um, it's it's literally like at some point they will break the fourth wall and say, "Hey, you, yeah, you, we appreciate you, the player playing." Yep. Um, you know, so uh, and uh, you, you get a neat little gift if you finish that. Um, so yeah, that that was a lot of fun too. Um, also, uh, they are still trying to get people for the uh, low level noob. Uh, raids uh was it the um yeah sprout raids um and they're they're also still occasionally doing the low level uh treasure stuff so you know keep an eye on the final fantasy 14 channel for when they announce that stuff and hop on in cool awesome Uh, can you know how long does the event in final fantasy 14 last i think until the 16th i want to say that that was a bit i can yeah we'll check while mccullough Runs through the ESO stuff. Yes, and an ES- and speaking of kitty and ESO news, cool thing that the guild has been doing. Uh, they've been taking part in the Undaunted event that started last week during MFN by queuing up for dungeon runs together. If you're interested in running dungeons for pledges, uh, they have two dungeon groups that occasionally need someone to fill in. Check out the Undaunted Enclave channel in Discord for more information. Things planned for or coming up for the new for the guild, dungeons, zone clears, and of course, having fun. Uh, 
They've been playing out the weekly Tales of Tributes matches for the AIE tournament and posting the victories and defeats on Discord for all to see. And speaking of the Tales of Tributes, uh, update from Kramer. What an exciting week to um, in the tournament that they have ties across the board. Tied for first is Dan Kinnia and uh, New Type 42, also 72. Morgoth. 72. Wow, 42, meaning a life. No, it's, it's 42. Um, sorry, new type 72. I apologize. Uh, they are tied for first at 3-0. Third place is um, Mashira and DP Roberts at 2-1. And then fifth place, there is Redstick94. Um, how do you actually pronounce her name? It's Mulgra. Uh, Malachi. 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 I knew this. Malachi <laughs> at 1-2. And then seventh place, there is... Uh, uh, Dark Light Wolf. Oh, I like that name. And Tet Semi. Oh, I know of him. Um, and they are both at zero three. Ooh. Yes. And to quickly um, go back to the rising, it apparently ends tomorrow at eight a.m. Pacific time. So I ah, okay. want to do it tonight. Uh, yep. If you're listening live. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. In STO news, the Federation fleet is still pro processing nicely through the colony projects. I see what you did there. I think we are all looking good to have two of the tiers done by the end of the year, if not sooner. Sometimes the fleet likes to surprise me and knock things out way faster than he expects. KDF fleet is finalizing the dilithium mine and should have all the media very soon. Starbase has started completing tier two projects for different branches and so should be able to push for the big tier two upgrade soon. Finite is every Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they do things running random TFOs, help people level up, run missions for gear for a build. If you have a request, they'll gladly help you with what you want to do. Fleet Action Report Episode 114 will be recorded live on Monday. In that episode, they will be on their new player challenge characters and covering endeavors. What they are, how to work on them, and what you get out of the endeavor system. Over in Guild Wars 2, uh, Dungeons & More Night uh, was a great time this month. It uh, looks like the near future, there might be enough people at the Dungeons Night to have strike missions, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, like I said, there's been quite a nice uptick in, in Guild Wars 2. A lot, a lot of interest and activity. The Steam is definitely helping. You can now get the, the core game for free, which is levels 1 through 80. Yep. Um, and and if you want to continue with it, you just buy the the season the the um, living season stuff and the expansions, um, which are, are definitely a lot of fun and, and give you mounts and stuff like that. So highly recommend it. Awesome. Over in Lord of the Rings Online, update thirty three point two is in its bull roarer cycle. Uh, this update is focused on a rework on the minstrel class and some hopeful positive changes for monster play. There are also some new class options uh, coming for some of the races. There might be an opportunity to have your favorite class race combo soon. It might be time for a new character. Also, on August 31st, uh, they said goodbye to Anor, a legendary sorber. Uh, make sure if you have tunes on there that you want to keep to utilize the free transfer from Anor. All right. And what's that? Let's get back to our host AMA, or AUAA. Ask us if there's anything. Yeah. Aha! And chat room, if you have any questions, just throw them through the channel. We might be able to get to them if we have time at the end. All yeah. right. Uh, I said that not knowing that you would um, put, you know, the last call for questions. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. There's a question from Zima. Favorite thing to ever come out of the guild kitchen? 
Um, well, technically, I've kitchen's the guild kitchen, so I'll answer that last. Um, or actually, I think any kitchen's the guild kitchen. Uh, Tet, what's your answer? Uh, McCullough's chicken thingies. Uh, basic, yeah, basically, I'm going to steal your answer since I referenced it in the show notes. Uh, handmade croissant dough stuffed with chicken, mushrooms, and a gorgonzola cream sauce. It's delicious. That's the only, the only the fancy ones. I know. And then uh, for dessert, I have to go with the dark chocolate and caramel pretzel crusted brownies. Yeah, basically take two croissants, put a filling in, wrap them up so they're nice and, you know, crossed, and then bake them. And it's like a, it's almost like a pasty, but made out of croissant dough. Yeah, it's a hand pie. Yep. Basically. Um. All right. I know right. you've eaten the official uh, Guild Kitchen a few times, but I think any yes. Guild Kitchen, any any kitchen of a Guild, it's a Guild Kitchen. Yeah, that's true. Um, in my own Guild Kitchen, probably one of my favorite things is uh, the various experimentations of grilled cheese. Yes. Um, yes, especially because mm-hmm. I, I, I did get the uh, grilled cheese cookbook um, as a gift <gasps> a while back. Ooh. Nice. That's filled with all kinds of crazy stuff um, that I occasionally paw through. Um, and... Uh, and pretty much anything chocolate. Um, yeah. And then, and then usually it's whenever I happen to be passing by the other official guild kitchen, I just grab whatever happens to be available and eat that because it's always going to be good, guaranteed. Exactly. And, and and when you were here in town, I did make you double chocolate cupcakes for your yes. for your birthday from yes. the guild kitchen. Yes, because yep. yep, like I said, chocolate anything and yes. oh, absolutely. Um, so my sweet is definitely um, it's also chocolate, uh, which is a dark <laughs> chocolate fig cake. They're delicious Yummy. little, they're delicious, almost like really adult cup, you know, adult cupcakes. It's a dark chocolate olive oil cake, and then with a fig inside, and then figs on top, and then a dark chocolate ganache, and honey over that, and then salt and pepper. Yep. Which sounds odd, but no. It's so good. It's the, so the good. The salt brings out the chocolate, and the pepper complements it so well. It's just, it's amazing. Yes. All right. Oh, let me let me um, answer the next one. Okay, and I got a recut of Ari's though. In in their personal guild kitchen, they're gonna go with a Cubano, uh, fresh uh, mojo pork, just to have that. Nice. Yum. All right. From Goma Gomez, I'm guessing at least all the hosts have played a single player RPG on other the console, either the console or the PC. What is the one game you've all put an embarrassing amount of time into? Start with Mew. Yes. Uh, well, for me, it's uh, definitely going to be the Fallout series. Um, it's one of those games where, even though you don't need to, I've played all of the various paths you can in all the various games, especially Fallout Four, yep. because it seemed like that one. That one they they did a better job of. You know, you're either going to become uh, an institute person, or you're going to become a, a Brotherhood person, or you're going to go independent and stay with your own uh, mini army you've been creating, or you go with the railroad. So there was like, you know, so many interesting paths that really did change essentially how you wanted the area to go in the future. Right. Um, and then all the expansions that came out for it, which were really, <laughs> oh. really interesting. Um, you know, the, the, the one that was still good, but also still confusing the, the Nuka Cola, um, you know, slash, you know, who wants to be a uh, a raider? Um, 
and oh, scratch yeah. your head <laughs> at why you're asking to choose that path, but sure. Um, but there's still a way out of it. And if it could, just like in Fallout is, there's always, there's always a, an option B somehow. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, you know, that is the series that I can very easily start a whole new game, especially because of, you know, I'm sure since I've last played, there's been so many new mods there. Yeah. DLCs. Uh, well, well, it's not just that. There's player-made DLCs. Oh, so, so I have not had a time to because uh, there's literally too much games right now. But um, I think a Fallout Miami is available now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've heard noises about a Fallout London, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that is, but yeah. And you know, and there's a Fallout TV series being made that everyone's freaking oh, out. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've, they've they've caught people filming. Also, Very speaking cool. of player-made content. If you played Cyberpunk 2077, there is a new expansion coming out, which will be just for current generations so PS5 and, and the Xbox, the most current Xbox, um, and PC, of course. But Project Red, Project CD Red, is going to release a full game editor. So you can make Cyberpunk 2077 content wow. for the game. That's yeah, awesome. And- that, and that would have been my second. Uh, I, I've played that too much because that's another game where I have three different playthroughs, even though you don't need to. Right. Um, because there are essentially, because I mean, you, you can, if you really want to, you can create one character and do all the endings because the way they have it set up, yeah. you, when you get to the point of no return, you can then choose your breath and then go back right. and do it all over again with that same uh, save. So, but yeah, that's one of those games where it's just, it is too easy to slip in and just do stuff endlessly and, and run around just in, you know, immerse yourself. And they're, they're starting to get really good mods in that game, yeah. which are really improving things. Uh, uh, the one I'm, I've used more recently is one that actually improves on the driving system. So it's just, yeah, it's even Lord. more of a joy to play. Yeah. A- anything would improve on the driving yes. system. Well, it's, 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 that's the tricky thing I found though, is I've played it enough that I realized that yes, part of it is the driving system, but part of it actually is, is we just didn't find the right car yet. Right, like there are certain cars that are suddenly a dream to 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 get to drive. There's, yeah, I, I forget what it was, but there's one that that's really expensive, but it's a it's it's one that you it's an off road kind of car, but it's super fast. Uh, and there's okay. just something the way about that car's turn that tune that once I got that car, it's like I want to drive everywhere now. <laughs> so, <Gotcha. laughs> but awesome. uh, but yeah, no, and there's a, another mod that gives you a garage, so you can start doing crazy little mods to it. It kind of looks like. Like um, Saints Row actually has this built into their game where you can take any car into the garage and start adding weird things to it. Ah, uh, okay. So cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, they have that in Cyberpunk as well. So yeah, that's that's another one of those games where it's it's going to be a lot like my Fallout time where <laughs> I can slip right into it and just play endlessly and it just lose time. Nice. What about you, McCullough? All right, so I'm a really lousy gamer. Um, I am a crap are, gamer. I'm not awful at it. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, Says the I get, warlock that raided with us. Yes. I well, that's okay. That was because I was doing it with friends. Um, but like, that's honestly the only like that's reason I played WoW because it was you know a social activity. I am not a good gamer, and that's okay. I get frustrated very easily. Um, and I tend to bounce like that's why I either am a video gamer or a D and D player. Mm-hmm. I can't do both. <laughs> um. But when it comes to console games, I may have even bought 
te- an old PlayStation back when it came out um, to play this game. Uh, Star Wars Master of Terrace Ka- Kai? Kasi? Kasi. Uh, well, I don't know how it was pronounced. Um, because, because people, I put hours into it. It was a Star Wars um, fighting game because I wanted to unlock Mara Jade. Yep. That is the sole reason <laughs> that I played that game was so I could fight as Mara Jade and it was glorious. Yep. Valid reason. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So yeah, that that is probably the one that I put the most hours into. Um when I think about it. Like, you know, there's also like, you know, stuff like we've done a lot of Mario stuff, like, you know, fun stuff like on, you know, various systems as a family. Right. But me sitting down and playing a game, that was it. Yeah. And mine is from growing up, The Bard's Tale, the original The Bard's Tale on Commodore 64. Lord, the mm. grind is real. I had graph paper, a notebook of graph paper, of drawing those maps, you know, mapping mapping out those dungeons because it was all first-person and all you saw was like the block, maybe two blocks in front of you. And there was either a wall or an opening. And then you had to advance and turn 90 degrees. And then you would see what was down that hallway. And there were teleports and portals. And yeah, I just, that game came at the right time in, you know, everything. And it just was, yeah. And I honestly have not found a game that quite captured that level of engagement since. Um, I spent a lot of time in the gold box games also on those, Um, you know, a lot of D and D gold box games. Those were really fun because they were turn-based combat, uh, you know, overhead tactical games that, that were fun, but the Bard's Tale was just, that was it. Um, a lot of I played a lot of the Might and Magic games and a lot of the the other style games, but that was it for for role playing games. Uh, if you're talking just computer games in general, Civilization, the entire oh, absolutely. Like I've played Civilization, the the first game all the way through the current with all the DLCs. Have to play them every time they come out. I love them. So yeah, uh, I, Civilization. I yeah, I have quite a list of memories for Civ Two in particular <laughs> because it was the first game that you could play on dial-up. Right. And oh wow, yeah. You would you would do your move, hit send. It would log. It would log in to dial-up, send your moves on to the next person in your playgroup. Yep. And then they would play. Then they would then log in, send it to the next person, and that's how you played Civ Two. Yep. It was it was, was played by you know, mail almost. mind blowing yeah <laughs> essentially yeah Neat. yeah that was that was crazy awesome and all right the, there was one other quick me- yes. mention I, I would say that the other game that I had an embarrassing amount of time was Final Fantasy X mm. um because I had my Yuna to the point where she was literally a, a god character and could one shot every single boss in the game literally. By just doing, nice. I think it was Ultima. I think she would just cast Ultima dead. Even the end end bosses, even the ones that were too. But oh, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I Ultima played this a little series. too much. Yeah. So she would just cast Ultima and pff, dead. Like, wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. have to bring out a summon. Like, just pff, dead. 
So, yeah, I might have played that one a little too much. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, me, you want to read the next question? All righty. Kinney asks, what is your favorite ride at Disneyland, or World, I would like to say, um, and why Disney. is it your favorite? So it looks like the first in the list is Makala. All right. Um, first of all, Kinney, really, really, we're asking this? You're going to find out in April, lady. Just saying. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm a sucker for pirates in Haunted Mansion. Uh, just because they're timeless. And I know that, like, they're, you know, some of the rides that Walt actually had a hand in creating. Um, so for that reason, I love them. Also, they're nice and cool. Yeah. Um, Star Tours, because it came out when I was a Star Wars-obsessed teenager. And we went there, actually, in freshman year of high school. Um Say, why did you qualify Star Wars obsessed with an age? <laughs> oh, okay, you're right. Okay, Be- but I, I was see. Star Wars Star obsessed, Wars obsessed just... as a teenager. Got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. It was honey. It was during the dark times. It was after mm-hmm. Endor's. Right. Actually, I do mean Star Wars. That's actually what I had in my notes, which relates to a different question. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. I love that. It's a really great memory of that. We went freshman year of high school and I was just so excited that I actually had a migraine and had to go lay in the nurse's office for two hours. Yep. Um, Indiana Jones, rather resistance. Yeah. Um, just like take me to Disney. <laughs> I, I am absolutely a Disney kid. So yeah. And not kid. All right. And then let's go on to Tets and see yep. what he has to say for himself. Uh, I really enjoy Pirates because generally when we go, the park is hot and the ride is very nice and cool and refreshing. Uh, I love the music and atmosphere in there. It's just, it's nice to just take a load off, relax. The water's there. You're in a, you know, darkened environment. And yeah, it's, it's just a nice, it's a nice break. Um, I love Star Tours and Indiana Jones as well. Um, I do not like roller coasters for the most part. And I especially do not like roller coasters where you're going so fast, you can't focus on things. And when you turn to look and all of a sudden the ride goes opposite of where you looked and now you've got whiplash. Yeah. So um, Space Mountain just always literally gave me a headache because I, I I yeah. So no on on that. Um, I did like um I did like Big Thunder. That was a fun that was Yeah, a fun, you're okay with Big Thunder. Yeah. Um but generally, like I said, the the slower rides, the the more relaxed rides. Um Soaring Over California when it was Soaring Over California and not Soaring Over the World, I really enjoyed. Um it's still good, but I liked the previous version better. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I'm really looking forward to that new ride that they're coming out with the uh, it's a new star Wars one that they're working on with trackless cars, but it's also very similar to um, soaring over California, but for star Wars. So Ooh, I don't think I've heard about this one. Yeah. Terry was telling me about it. So what about oh, you? Uh, you? I was just going to quickly comment that uh, real real Laurel and chat says that Pooh's big adventure must be big on your list too. <laughs> No, I te- I tend to stay away from those other than Small World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also suggest soaring over Endor might be fun. Yeah, that's that was- I, I think that's what um that's what it's oh, going to be. Coming. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Well, for me, my my Disney picture is painted a bit differently. 
uh, because yeah. uh, for, for, I worked at Disney World, so I have a, a different bias there. So my all-time favorite is still Spaceship Earth, which is, uh, not everyone knows, is the giant Epcot ball. There's literally oh. a ride in the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think there's just a giant ball. Just, I didn't know. Just a ball. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, that they don't realize. Yeah, there's, it is, it's, it starts, it's a, it's, it's the same design as Haunted Mansion, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but without the turn, like the full turn cars, it's just like a continuously long track of train and it, it literally goes up and then around the ball and then it comes right. straight down. So it's, it's, and it's, it's, it, it's another of the rides that was touched by Walt. Um, but it's the same basic design as Haunted Mansion, one continuous loop. Um, I actually, uh, was one of those that, that, uh, ran the ride. Um, and I was in great shape because, um, you walk all day at two miles an hour on an, uh, a little treadmill helping people get on and off the ride. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that still has a sentimental feeling for me because that was, you know, a really fun time working for Disney. Um, and then in similar veins, um, uh, it's the same type of ride as Indiana Jones. Um, but, uh, there was at, at the time it was, uh, called countdown to extinction. I think it's called dinosaur now because there was an actual dinosaur movie. Mm-hmm. So they redid it, but, um, it was, uh, one of the first rides that I was used as a Disney, uh, crash test dummy. Um, because <laughs> when, when you work for Disney, um, they have an insurance policy on you so they can have the crewmates, uh, go through all the rides and not worry about it. But that was a lot of fun because we learned um, that they are they are jeeps that are running through it. They're yep. uh, on a virtual track, and uh, when I was running, it was it was before Indiana Jones was created. They were still trying to figure out how the hydraulics on the jeeps worked. Um, it was they are powerful enough. They've since you know toned it down, but they are powerful enough to actually bounce the cars off the tracks. Yeah. So. That's what they were tuning. It's like, we're going to put some humans in there and then watch them bounce around. <laughs> Funny. Oops. Oops. We bounce off the track. Okay, guys, walk through the ride and we're going to fix it and come back later. Um, so that was always fun to see behind the scenes kind of stuff just, there. Just FYI, Mew, they, they still mm-hmm. have hydraulic problems at Disneyland. Oh, I'm sure. Indiana I'm Jones. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, well, is the number one reason why that ride is always down. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, it's like I said, the, the hydraulics are extremely powerful in that thing. Like, yeah. they just, like I said, it is strong enough to literally make the thing bounce. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's a full size Jeep. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, so that was fun. And then the other, um, uh, guinea pig, uh, I was on was the, the rocking roller coaster. And this is in uh, Disney MGM in Orlando. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's the prototype for, um, what is it called now? It's the, the credit coaster. Yeah. In credit coaster. Um, but uh, this was all indoors. So, um, it actually, but it was the fir- very first ride that, um, not only was a true roller coaster, it was, it was also the first one to do the sudden start mm-hmm. and it was the, the, the first Disney ride that you went upside down. So they had all that stuff going on. They said, okay, cr- uh, crew members, here you go. <laughs> Test that a few times. So, uh, we got to basically just endlessly ride it for a while. Um, and, uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, otherwise, um, yeah, that pretty much anything in Epcot because I spent most of my, it was that kind of college time for me. Right. Yeah. I spent all that time in Epcot essentially, um, cause I worked yeah. there and, and, you know, 
back then you're a college kid, you have no money, but hey, yeah. you get free entrance into Disneyland. So or yeah, Disney World. absolutely. You so you're going to spend out. a lot of time there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I got to know those parks pretty well. And then you know, as we moved out to California, I got to get to know the original Disneyland. Um, so you know that that yeah. that that's been a lot of fun. Right. I do suggest anybody if you're ever if you're ever lucky enough to be at Disney with Mew, let him take you on the hidden fo- food tour. Yep, mm-hmm. it is a blast. Uh, one evening he shows all these great places, like you know, quieter places where you, can, like, you know, this is the only place in the park that you can get this particular food. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my very favorite memories. Um, actually, was with Mew and Mrs. Mew and Baby X at uh, at Disney one evening. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's just a different place, a different like you know. It's it's hard to describe, but like the places that Walt has touched have you like can a, feel we, it. Yeah, yeah, you can feel it. Like 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 it's like you go to, to Animal Kingdom. It's still a great place. Yeah, but it doesn't have that same magic, magic yeah. touch of the Magic yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's why it, I honestly I I'm so you know I've been to Disney World. I enjoyed it, but like Disneyland to me, I can't walk through without crying like a child. <laughs> um one time caught on video um so yeah 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 it's like you go to california adventure great park some good some really talented people put that together but it didn't it wasn't touched by the same magic and there's just a different Absolutely. feeling like it's yeah. not bad feeling it's just it's just it's different it's different it's yeah. still a great yeah. park it's still yeah. a great adventure yeah. yeah um all right um so this one is a question from max with all the tabletop rpg stuff that gets discussed would mccullough or tets or Mew? be looking to dm one of those sometime soon if so what channel will that stream on (laughs) okay so guys folks um i have terrible anxiety about dming i am happy to take extensive notes and believe me i mean extensive notes i'm happy to help make mythology and lore and maps and throw ideas around um i am happy to be the game secretary when the DM says, um, I know this name somewhere, I'll throw it out. I have it at my fingertips. Um, I'm happy to run NPCs. I'm happy to run PCs if they're out. Uh, but the idea of actually DMing makes me very anxious. <laughs> I am an anxious bean. Um, so, um, unfortunately, on that, it is a no from me. <laughs> I don't know. My my answer was maybe maybe you and I need to co DM. You can do the lore. <laughs> I'll do the rules. See exactly. So. You need a you need a you need a chaos god. I can whip that out. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mew? Yeah, so, <laughs> I at one time kind of did something similar to DMing. So I helped run a, a number of uh, muds. If you're familiar yeah. with the yep. term, yeah, um, we essentially on them. Yep. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's essentially it's a text-based game that uses the rules of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah. it does all the roles for you. Um, and I was the uh, typically the map maker. I was the one that made the maps. I made the encounters. I made the the monsters. Like that was what I did. And I probably was a little too hard on players. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's the thing is, I have a feeling that as a as a traditional DM, I might be just a little too evil because I just 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 where my brain goes, I start crafting really difficult things that like are really hard to reverse engineer. Right. 
Yeah, so I I don't know that you would enjoy a DM dem experience unless you're into like the games like Elden Ring, but you want that in D and D form. <laughs> That's probably about what I'd be doing. Neat. All right. So the next one, and I love this hoots. Hoots hilarious. What is the worst thing you've ever seen in the show notes? Let's start with Mew on that one. I didn't know what his answer there. Well, I mean, it's essentially just because you guys have pretty much already written it. It's it's the thing that's always funny is just watching all three of us mispronounce everything in the notes. <laughs> word. It is uh-huh. just constant and you can kind of see it if you're watching the live show or if you watch the video later like you can see every you know, there's usually someone smirking somewhere because they're like huh how did huh. they get there from there <laughs> exactly yeah, you, yeah. See, you can see the gears like like huh they went there huh okay well i guess i'll comment it on it later but yeah it's that's pretty yeah. much yeah hey. um and then other than that it's um it is the epic um uh a wall of paragraphs of notes crits you for 999 from Abovan and his le- his ilk. <laughs> okay, um I would like to state I would like to state the notes are fine. Yes. If they come through at noon. Well there is that too. Because there's time to edit. Um comma however, they never come through at noon. Um <laughs> podcast starts at 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern. They come through at 4.45. They come through as we are doing setup. And like, well, I get, all right, Mew. And usually because I'm usually the ones who assign the notes to the people. So literally, I make sure that I assign it to usually Mew. uh, Because he's the most involved with uh, Final Fantasy or Tut. Because I know they can sometimes edit on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, believe me, I appreciate, I appreciate it. I know how very excited they all are about Final Fantasy. But yes, it it is the page and a half of Final Fantasy notes that are. It's, it's basically, it's Final Fantasy excitement in, in text form is what yeah, we exactly. get. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, it's like, it's like, have you played the epic? And, and you're like, yeah. okay, well then. It's, it's, yes, um, our, our, yeah, they're, <laughs> our, our beloved Final Fantasy officers are definitely that Final Fantasy meme. And text form, and, and the, the excitement is delightful. I have it on an apron downstairs, so you know. I know you do. <laughs> so yes. it's just, it's just, it's, it's part of the life. All right. So for me, um, kind of like what Mew said, um, it's not what I see; it's what my mind puts in there. And I sometimes, and sometimes I read words that don't make. Like I will start reading, and then like my dyslexia will take over. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, these. These letters are moving in front of me. Jeez. Ah, uh, well, I'm just gonna have to fake it. <laughs> Reminds me of that the recent skit from uh, Bibula Dirt League. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah. It's it's called Difficult Restaurant Menus, and it's pretty much what you just described, but in a uh, skit form. So, be funny. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. That's. Yeah. It's not what's in there. It's what I put in there, and what my brain sees. Yep, exactly. And that's the the same thing with the same thing with me. Um the worst thing is to read names you've only seen and never heard pronounced, even if you're familiar yes. with the game. I think STO is famous for this. Hey McCullough, it's Kardashian, not Kardashian. I kid you not, one day Rachel and I had a conversation about the reality people reality people for yeah. a half an hour. 
and we were calling them Cardassians. <laughs> and then they, we realized, we would, yes, we realized like, like we're a half hour and I don't know how we got off on this tangent. We're on a hike. And I'm like, and I stopped, like, I know exactly where I stopped. It was right after when you take Arrowhead Point, Boo. Yes. It's like right after the flag. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. And I look at them like, are we calling them by the Star Trek race or the <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were calling them by the Star Trek race. Yep. By the way. They came first. Yep. Absolutely. They're much more interesting. I would much rather hang out with a Cardassian. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think, Mia, the last question is yours. All right. So Kadavari asks, would you rather fight one max-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized maxes? <laughs> so we'll start with we'll call all that one. All right. So it depends. Um, what time zone are we in? Because if we're in Central, I'm going to forfeit because like that gives him power. Yes. So, are we fighting in Central Time? Absolutely not. Um, we call it Max Time for a reason. For yeah. a reason, right? Um, if it's any other time zone, I really will take my one max size duck, um, because if I win, that is a lot of duck meat, and that is my <laughs> very favorite special occasion food. So, I will take that max size duck. Um, and bec- also, if we're talking hundred um, duck size maxes, they're gonna swarm you, and you're just gonna lose that battle. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's that's the odds. All right. Well, my answer is one max size duck is basically an ostrich. So, no, I'll take my chances with the swarm of ducks because I was a decent soccer player. (laughs) And for me, I would also take the swarm because I would just get as many Star Wars Lego sets as I could and throw it at swarm and just let them go crazy. There you go. Yes. That's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, um, Kadavari, thank you for that ridiculous question. That was a, that was pretty good. Um, however, I still say it's a lot of duck meat and. All right. Uh, well, I think that is, um, our show for this evening. So, uh, while the chat room begins suggesting titles, we want to thank us. Hey, us. Thank you, uh, for joining us. And thank you, chat room and everybody who submitted questions. That was an absolute blast. All right. If you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast.aieguild.org at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday as often as possible at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us at our website, aie-guild.org podcast-live-stream and the discord for server for chat just go to aie-guild.org and click on the discord link in the upper right hand corner for past episodes you can see them on our youtube channel just look for the aie podcast one word on youtube our theme was composed by the amazing andrew allen follow him at keys with soul or visit his website andrewallenmusic.com all right um Insert plea for um, segments here. We might have one next next yep, time. I oh, saw that. Really? Yep. 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 I got a ping. Awesome. All right. Um. So, guys, next time we'll be talking to someone about some game. We'll let you know as soon as we know. Uh. So until then, AIE. This is Makala. This is Tetsuya. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. I messed it up. I had things in the wrong order. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is this? We don't know. Uh, Burgundy? <laughs> all right. <Yep. laughs> this is us. Uh, this has been the very disorganized but fun AIE podcast. <laughs> Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>